I want to change lives. I want to show people how to progress in their money. I want to show people how to progress in their mindset. I want to show people how to progress in their brand so that way they can take care of their family, take care of their finances, and experience freedom. I want to talk about the content of the book, and it takes us back to the cleaning, the domestic workers, the caregivers, the nannies. And so that is what we do. We, we, we go into people's homes, and we clean them, whether it's privately or whether it's through an agency. And some of these people are actually through unions or organizations. And I was with all of those. And then when I realized that it's not working for the worker and it's not working for the client, that middleman ain't working. You pay union dues, you pay, you're working through the organization. The client will pay the service of the caregiver, for instance, if she's got cancer. So the agency will take, say, $50 an hour, and they will pay the caregiver $13 an hour. Mm. And so now when you're working with the client, you're not getting the value for your money, first of all, the client. The caregiver can't focus. The caregiver's burned out because she, after she leaves there, she's going to go back to back working at maybe five other people for $13 an hour to meet her financial needs. Yeah. See? So what are we doing here? First of all, we are abandoning the client. Because if somebody asks, hey, I thought somebody's going to pay me 15 So now you abandon that client. And in California, it's considered a form of abuse if you abandon that client. And, but what else can they do? And so the agencies will say, you are not allowed to discuss what we pay you. So the client don't understand, why am I getting this lousy service? I'm paying so much. And so the goal is to let's get rid of this middle people. That's what your goal is. So I created this book, Training Caregivers, How to Be Entrepreneurs, How to Be Self-Sufficient, How to Have Long-Term Clients Equals Job Security. Yeah. And so that is the goal. And then a lot of people look at a caregiver and they think that they are third-class citizens or they are just nothing. Nobody understands there's a reason they became a, a domestic worker, a cleaner, a nanny. You know, for instance, like me, I was an executive. But after my divorce five years ago, I was like, oh, my God, there's no way I'm going to go and be unwealthy. I'd rather go clean toilets. When I grew up, I used to... <laughs> You know, we, we, we were raised very poor and very clean. And so I decided to go clean toilets. And that's how I started becoming a domestic worker again. And then I worked myself up to getting hired by an executive here in California. Very well-profiled uh, executive. And him and his wife were paying me less than minimum wage. Very wealthy people. Less than $5 an hour. 
And I was everything, manager, he had Parkinson's disease, etc. And one day I just got so burned out. And I'm like, something's got a gift. This is so crazy. And I called an organization. I Googled, I called it, and I said, I don't know what to do. You know, the client I'm taking care of has Parkinson's. I really want to leave. I'm tired. I'm burned out. This is an 8,000 8, square feet home. I can't. I'm managing all these workers, migrants from other countries. I just can't. It's so much. And they said, oh, my God, you know what's happening? They're exploiting you. They're supposed to pay you proper. You should have break time. You should have uninterrupted sleep. Come, we're going to help you. So I met with the organization, and they introduced me to an attorney, a legal aid attorney. So the attorney wrote my case that you have a great case. They owe you $22,000 for unpaid wages. And I, and I said, wow, that's great. <laughs> I, said, but that, I, said, I said, but you know, they owe me that money. It's not even negotiable. I said, I want to make sure this never happens to other people because I am a professional cleaner. I communicate very differently because, and I'm sure there's so many people like us. Everybody don't know their story. They don't know how to become domestic workers. They don't mean they don't have education. They don't mean they were not made an attorney in the country, you know. And I said, I want to make sure this never happens. And so what we did, I lost the case of this wage theft. And that's the power of corruption and money. And wait, wait, so they, were, they were going to give you $22,000? And then how did you, 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 you went from getting to a check for $22,000. How did you switch? No, I didn't even because they dismissed, they just dismissed the case. They used their power, their influence, their attorneys, and oh, there's no ground. After all of that. And then I said, okay, that's the name of the game. That's what you guys do, you know. But I don't want it. Since I lost it, I didn't get the money. I want a bill passed so that the 300,000 domestic workers we have now, so that they have protection in private homes. So we got that bill passed. So... Even though the monetary part, we lost it, we now came up with what's called a vision of fairness. What are the hours, the breaks in life, you know, they have to have basic worker benefits, you know. So at least we won on that part. Then I went to work with different other organizations and I realized all these different challenges. And I was like, I told myself, First of all, this is a need-based industry. There's no going, you know, no, 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 no ifs and buts. These people need the service. They will pay for the service. Let's really let the system and the labor law, everybody know we are workers just like every other worker. Even though we're domestic workers, we still are entitled to basic worker rights. So we came up with what's called a Domestic Workers' Bill of Rights. And even though we have uh, 50 states, it has just passed in about nine states. So we still have a lot of that work going on. 
And this is one of my goals, is to go on different platforms and, and make sure that people understand you as a domestic worker, undocumented person, irrespective of your legal status, and you are working in this industry, you have basic worker rights. You are protected by the Domestic Workers' Bill of Rights. And so I write about all that in my book, too, you know, and giving, telling them my story, how, how it happened to me. And, you know, I mean, you read my story, it's well, a little bit more than now in your business, who is your client? Like, who is your clientele? Are you working in your business? Are you working for the, the actual client of the domestic workers or are you working for the domestic workers? So what I do, so this is my business. So I am still a domestic worker. I have my private clients that I can take care of. I work as a, as a caregiver. So I created a business called My Character Reference. And what my character reference is, it's a storage. It's, a, it's, it's um, like a storage unit. But this is an online data storage where all the domestic workers like myself, they, when they work with a client and they leave that client, they got to go find another job and another job. And that client will say, okay, but come out, where did you work last month? So they store all that references on my database, which is called My Character Reference. So I manage this database where all the workers store their data on my website. And I also give them the soft skills. So they get training from me and they store their data. And I, and I give it to clients in like a PDF form showing Kamal's picture. This is the reference from the client who's worked. These are the dates. These are the skills. These are the certificates. And so I, a lot of people that says, oh, you know, I used to take care of my mom, but my mom died now. And then I'll say, okay, come, I'm going to train you how to work with people with, um, with Parkinson's. And so I give them the training, the soft skills. And they pass their training, and then I have the information on this database, and they keep working and growing until they want to be like me now. Now I want to have my own business. So my own business now is training all these people, keeping all their data on my database so that there's a central system for caregivers and nannies and, and it's strictly for them. So that's the two parts. Not only do I have my business, I still work as either a house cleaner or a nanny or a caregiver. You know, and the reason I continue to do that so that I can continue to see what changes need to be done. You know, so we take it to the legislator. We need extra education for this. Caregivers are doing more than nurses are doing. Let's invest in their training. Let's make them our end, you know. So I continue to work and bring those concerns from other caregivers and nannies. And then we just... So what you're doing is that you're... Working with clientele, you have, you have a group of other caregivers and other people who are in the same, same, same uh, field, which is a domestic worker. And what you're doing is you're storing their data on your database, giving their act the actual client, the, the one needing the service, um, this person could have Parkinson's disease, this per person could have another illness, and they need someone to uh, give care for them. 
and they go to you and say, hey, can you tell me about John Doe or Jane Doe? Can you tell me about them and what their past is? Because I don't see, I see that there's, there's, some, there's a gap missing in their data and you come in and you fill the gap, number one. And number two is you share, um, you know, a, a, a authenticated version of their past history. Absolutely. And but yes, uh, uh, what, what makes me different? I don't work direct with the client. This is the first time in an industry, the caregivers, the nannies, they are my clients. They will instruct me, hey, Kamal, can you send my, my reference letter to Andy? You know what I mean? Yeah. And you can't come to me and say, can you give me a list? No, I strictly work for my clients. This is the first time I put the control and the, now, the who most pays, important who pays you? Who pays you? Um, so what I did, the way I have it, and I'm doing a lot of marketing. The way I have it, um, I want you to one day look on my website. You will see how my website is designed. I have three packages at the bottom. And those packages is like one is $79 a year. One is, I believe, $109 a year. And the other one is $299 a year. So what those packages are is for them to store their stuff. Like you go to a storage unit. And you say, can I have the smallest unit? I just want to store my shoes. And then where, oh, do, you, no, where, do, you, where do you put the data? On, I have a, a database. So I have an outside database. So basically, I created this, this um, website from scratch. So everybody, say for instance, you're cleaning your house. I'm cleaning my house. I'm moving and I'm finding all these papers from references that I got 10 years, we know how important references are from 10 years ago. And I say, okay, so they scan it and they send it to me and I put it into their storage unit. Mm. Because so every, and then I take that and I turn, I type it up and create it into a professional PDF form. Got it. So, so when somebody wants them and they say, hey, come out, I'm going for this interview. Can you prepare just the one for the last three years? And the way I do it, the way it looks, it's the most professional document. And I think I emailed it to Fatima. And so they get this. It has the picture of Kamel, what she is, a caregiver, a little background memoir, and then the references. So basically, I hold all their information on my website, the storage unit. And I so see. that's a, a way to showcase themselves because many times people work for somebody, those people don't think they need references. More than anything, domestic workers need references. Nobody trusts us, <laughs> you know? Or they say, I used to work as an Uber driver, but now I don't work and all my references on the platform. People will laugh, but it's true. So I'm saying now, you have a client, you give that client uh, your your code and that client goes direct to your portal on my website and the client can just type it in. It's very limited and the client will write the service and then I just get it on there. So it's what, what it is, is like a static. When somebody goes to the website and they type in, you can print it right away. 
It's a template designed to make it so easy for everybody just to put it in and it will print right from your printer. Wow, got it. So you're giving, you're giving a lot of value to the domestic workers and their businesses because you're essentially cutting, cutting the workload out that they would have to then do themselves to get the right information to the client, to, to the actual clients. Right. Now, what is the problem in the space? You know, you were sharing with me that there's a problem in the space and how they're treated. Now, do you, are you solving that problem as well? Uh, the way, there is a lot of problems still, and the way I'm solving this problem, and for me, is the only way to solve this problem is to get them self-sufficient, entrepreneurs. You working with these clients, turn those clients into your authentic clients, your clients, so that you can serve them. There's no law that says they cannot. As long as you comply with the laws, you register a fictitious business, and the client gives you a 1099, a lot of people don't know they can do that. And so, again, we want to keep them compliant, like what's his name, um, Carla, from, you know, the, the, the guy that was there with the taxes. That's why I needed to speak to him, too, because a lot of these domestic workers would love to go on their own, but they're afraid. They don't know where to start. They're like, oh, what, if, what about the taxes? I don't know how to do it, you know? So those are all the stuff we want to keep them compliant to. So what I do, I give them the training. I first of all give them skills training, soft training, like effective communication, um, you know, dealing with uh, time management, all the stuff that I would say is very important when you deal with an elder or when you when you dealing with a child. So I have over 200. So I do those trainings online. It's built into my system too. And so I, I get them ready to take their client on as their, their client for the next 10, 15 years. And that client will pay them better. They, they're then able to buy a house, buy a car, because they can show consistent income. Mm. You know, and so that is my goal. And then a lot of a lot of people that come here, yes, they on food stamps, they on welfare, and it's only because they working with agencies that give them very little hours and very little money, and it's not necessary, and so they never grow. And so my goal really is to make them self sufficient. Get off those food stamps. Get up that welfare. You didn't come here to be worse off. You came here to be better off. And me as an immigrant, I'm going to help you. I did it, you know. And then go to training. Go get coaching. Get, get. And what training, because uh, you, you say that you give them soft skills. What are the soft skills that you give them? So because the type of people we are, a lot of us come from different countries. We come from different cultures. And then the clients we work with here are also from different countries and different cultures. So what I normally like to, the first thing I like to train them, and I do it uh, via video, and there's a theory, and then I have to write a test, and they have to pass it, and they get a certificate. So one of those will be effective communication. How do you effectively communicate? 
You know, it depends. If it's somebody that don't talk, then I teach them em uh, how to be um, like empathy. You know, how to, how to, how to, because once we meet with a client and I see the client is a very difficult client, you know, like, oh, this client don't, then I choose from my, from my 200 training what I need to train this caregiver on. Maybe just time management. This client uh, is very impatient, so let me teach you. You get, you work with the domestic workers who are from different countries, who have different cultures, they come to the United States to work. Usually what would happen is that they would uh, be maltreated or, or there would be malpractice with working with the domestic workers. What you've done is you stepped in as a middleman and you're educating the domestic workers on how to have the right mindset as well as how to have the soft skills to communicate Excellent. with the clients, connect with the clients and do their job properly. Also educate them on how they should be treated as a domestic worker versus how uh, they used to be. Absolutely on both sides. And then also I let the client know the rights that they have. And I let the client know their culture so that the client can also be aware. Because many times clients really don't know, you know. I know I worked with one lady once who was Japanese and every time I would talk to her, she'd look at me like, and I used to go, oh, with this woman for what it was. Because of a culture, she, she never would look at me in my face. So what I do, I also teach everybody um, uh, diversity skills. How to, how to understand that this is a country of diverse. So I teach them how to deal with conflict even in a home, you know, so that they, that they can't sweat a lot of things. Because many times it's just a misunderstanding. So there are a lot of things. So when... When they meet their client, I will say to them, this client has effective communication skills. The client knows the uh, caregiver knows how to manage time properly. She, um, is, she has a certificate in nutrition, you know, so there's so, different stuff. Now, what, in, what inspires you to create a personal brand, though? Now... Because now, because you, you, you just came from the Brand Marketing Summit, you're speaking on the Progression Tour. What inspires you, someone in your industry, which is, I've never heard of someone in this industry before. So, and that, that, might, that might be a good thing, too, you know, because you, you get to dominate. But I'm curious, from your, from your perspective, what inspired you to create a personal brand? I'm so glad you asked it. Because in the beginning, my daughter was like, oh, mom, you know, because, you know, I used to work as an executive assistant. The reason why I mainly was inspired to do this, because this is the workforce, the, the people, the domestic workers, that are always left behind. They are always in the back. And yet nobody has ever sat down and thought about when I go to these hotels, when I go to these uh, events, how clean and how well it's meant. Do you know who's doing that? Mm -hmm. So this is a way for me to bring awareness that, first of all, these are real people. Right, right, right. My mom was one. My mom was one. <laughs> oh, yeah, you told me. <laughs> but you will find a lot of people don't want to talk about it. 
And it's because there's not enough advocating, not enough going out there and introducing this is the this is this is the people that keep us alive. Yeah. I mean I read one day in a book it said that the domestic workers were considered the mothers of the world. I remember reading that and it's very true. And so my the reason I I decided I wanna go out here and let them know we can learn so much from you. There are a lot of people that like have oh bless you. <laughs> one more. <laughs> So we can learn also from each other. And how we're going to learn is encourage them to share their stories. Share their stories. A lot of them have gone through hardships. And people think, for me, domestic workers go through the most abuse. The most abuse. And nobody talks about it. Even they don't talk about it because they might lose their job. You know? But why create a personal brand where you're... you're, you're sharing about my character references, sharing about Car Carmel Foster, you're sharing about your growth, you're sharing about your story. Why would you create a brand and speak on stage? Well, I want, I want people to, to, to learn about the, 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 this industry. Yeah. So you're bringing, know about awareness, industry. you're bringing awareness to the challenges that the industry offers or, or has? And then you're yes. also bringing awareness to the solution that you've created. Is that what it is? Yes, the solution. And also I want people to, to um, help, help encourage domestic workers to work directly with them and leave out the middleman because the middleman is not helping them, first of all, and it's not helping us, you know? And so... Really, I want I want people to start treating working with them one on one. Gotcha, gotcha. So now, what can people expect from you? So, so you know, some of the listeners on the show are going to be attendees of the Progression Conference on the national tour that we'll be on. And um, what can speak? What can the audience uh, expect from you from your presentation on stage? First of all, and I, I want them to know that. First, I want them to know how hard it is. Our work is very, very hard. We, we, we do this work because we love it. We want to give families a real break. But do any of them understand the challenges that we have? And those challenges can be, can be changed with their help. And, and basically, I want to ask them, do you, can you imagine going to work every day for 20 years, 30 years, and you don't have the health insurance, and you don't have savings for your children? That's exactly what domestic workers are going through. So you want to, you want to continue and, to bring awareness. Yes. And then can you help us? We will be working together with domestic workers around the country, coming up with ideas that you can help us with and please have an open mind and work with us we'll be you know advertising in your communities wherever so i'm not going to say this is what we need every state every county have their own so we're going to be working with the community-based domestic workers and see what works for them what are the challenges they have and can we work with them for instance um you shouldn't have to work 
You shouldn't have to live in this county, but you gotta drive three hours to go work in another county because they pay $2 more so that you can afford to pay your accommodation. That's what they did back in, in, in apartheid, you know, during the mothers would be away for, for months and come home once a month because the money is there. So we're separating families. So we want to change this. The community needs to help us so that we can keep the, 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 the service uh, in the community, but let it be also a benefit. Let's talk about how you can contribute to our, our, our benefits, social security, retirement, you know, and we will give them the same in return because now we, we have a job security. So I'm going to be asking. So how can, you know, as we're, as we're wrapping up the podcast, share with me or in, in the audience that's listening, how can they support you in your mission to change this world? Yeah, the way, there's, there's a whole, there's different ways, you know, is first of all, I would like for every person to take one worker and take them at least for one year in their home, give them their job security. And while they do that, register them on this database called My Character Reference. So that they're building that reference on this and it shows uh, stability at least for one year. And how pay for the, the, the social security, you know? Who or put is some the, money towards the, their savings. Who is the client that, that you're looking for as far as to, to actually help the, the, the worker? Uh, who would that person be? Like, like, is that people who, are, who just have illnesses or is it what type of people um, would hire these workers? Like, who, what, what, what do they need to be done? Yeah, um, sometimes it's just somebody who needs, whose mom or dad loves for them, and they just want to take a break, which is also called respite care. So they want to go away for a day. So they want to hire somebody to come and basically babysit or a companion to take a, the dad for a walk to the park. Those are the type of people. Um, it could also be uh, wanting a nanny to come in every day, you know, or in the afternoon pick, pick the children up from school and, you know, help them with their homework. So, so Sometimes pretty, it could be, pretty much anything around the house, anything around the house, you can hire a domestic worker for to support you. And, yeah. and what you're asking them is to say, hey, give them an opportunity to have a stable position with you and in addition to that give them an opportunity to build references by registering them through my character reference uh with carmel and giving them an opportunity to even take care of their social security to support them in the long run because recognizing that they're, they're also people correct and now, for, those, for those people who are listening you know this is going to be on youtube itunes uh spotify and things of that nature for those people who are interested in doing business with you and working with you, what is the best way to get in contact with you, Karma? The best way to do it is to go to mycharacterreferences.com. Mycharacterreferences.com. Once Correct. again, that's mycharacterreferences.com. And thank you so much, Karma, for being on this show. I can't wait to thank see you on stage. Karma is going to be speaking on the Progression Conference Tour 
She'll be, she'll be sharing more about her strategies, of how she's grown her business, as well as about the opportunities to work with her and her clients, as well as the opportunity for their, her clients to serve you in your home. Thank you so much, Karma, for being on the show. Thank you, Andy.